Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What Dichos. This is your host, Belen. Yeah! I am doing my third episode from the comfort of my closet, um, similar to Pitbull, where he uses closets in hotel rooms. I'm going to just use the closet in my house. Uh, I'm pretty much experimenting with sound quality in different rooms. Um, it's kind of funny. You don't realize how much sound carries, right? So I've did a f- I've done a few different recordings in my dining room, sounding kind of weird. Um, I've done a few trials in the kids' rooms, which is still smaller but still pretty loud. So let me try the closet. Um, it's kind of cool. Get to see everything that I own and that I haven't worn in a while, considering I've just been in sweatpants <laughs> pretty much for a while. But that's okay. So. Today, I wanted to talk about identity. Um, I'm pretty sure for all my um, novella watching friends or everybody that grew up with their moms watching novellas, um, you guys probably saw commercials for the the infamous magazine Vanidades, um, and their catchphrase was "Y tú, quién eres?" Like, and you, who are you? Um, and I started thinking a lot about identity recently. Um, my daughter Savannah had in one of her last um, distance learning virtual classes that she had um, last month they were talking to the kids that in third grade about identity and uh, I was thinking well that's a good topic for a third for third graders like what what do they think about themselves like how do they um, perceive themselves to the public you know and um, they had this assignment that um, they needed to understand what their identity, uh, how it was, how it was reflected, and they had a assignment where they had to draw their identity. Um, and a lot of kids picked different things, and my daughter <laughs> picked a mermaid. She drew herself as a mermaid. And I'm like, all right, cool, that's it. That's that's what my daughter is. She's a mermaid. Um, and then I was thinking, okay, this is a good time to have a conversation about um, who she is. I mean, I constantly talk to her about like where she comes from. Um, with my background and you know, I tell her that I'm half Mexican and, and half Guatemalan but I was born in the United States so I'm still American but she is also part Dominican because her dad is from Dominican Republic but um, she's growing up in a very diverse situation um, right because we we have a co-parenting uh, set up so at her dad's when she visits him is her dad is Dominican and then his wife my daughter's stepmom um is half black and half white and now she has a little brother that has also this mixed mixture and that mixture so um she's starting to understand that there's so many differences I and I, the main way she realizes the difference is in food <laughs> she knows what she'll expect to eat um here and there and so um I asked her like what what do you think who who is Savannah what do you what do you think about yourself and she's like I don't know I'm just a girl um so I started thinking okay what what do what do we perceive what is identity you know how is identity defined and identity is pretty much defined 
me read what the definition of identity is for you is if unless you guys want to google it yourselves oh identity according to the google machine identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is so pretty much offers up anything you, you can identify as anything you want and this could be just labels that are given to us or labels that we put on ourselves so what do the rest of the world perceive as our identity you know who who are we you know in in a sense it's it's, it's really hard like the philosophical question like who we are, what are we doing here, what's the purpose of life, and all that. Um, and that answer won't be provided in this episode at all. But I wanted to talk about the different types of identities that uh, we all have in ourselves. Like, there isn't just one sticky label for every person. I think it just comes in layers. Um, and these are the ones that I thought about for myself, that I have these different identities, and how these different identities play different roles or different parts in how I carry on through life. So the first identity is when you're growing up. The first identity would be um, your sex at your birth and your name. So when you or me, I mean, in this case me, I'm talking about, uh, was inside my mom (laughs) when my mom was pregnant with me and she found out through the ultrasound that she was having a girl. So right away, that is my identity that's given through my parents, that I'm going to be, uh, the sex of their child is going to be female. At birth, they have to name you, obviously, unless you're just walking around being called you child. So the initial identity that my parents gave me was my name. You know, that is how I will be identified to the world. They present me Simba style (laughs) into the world and they called me Belen Amaya Morales. My mom decided that she didn't want my dad to take all the glory in the last name. So she hyphenated my last name and put Morales, which she put her last name on there. So um, I have both. I don't have a middle name. So that is my identity and that is given to me by my family. And, and is they base my name off of what they um, knew about the sex of their child at that point. And when you grow up, you know, you're, you're younger, you're a baby, you know, they, they dress you up or whatever, you're a girl, da, da, da. Um, you, that's, that's what you're being told you are, you know? The second identity that I, that stems from family would be the type of religion that you grew up with, the language that you speak, um, and also the order of birth. So at this point now, my identity goes from not being just a human form called Belen, but also the human form called Belen that is a female, that is the firstborn, that speaks Spanish and is raised in a Catholic household. So that's my initial identity that's how my parents have have raised and built me molded me and these these family identities that would be like the second form of identity these family identities 
are given to you as you as you continue through your family life before you start going to school and all that. So, for for example, the order of my birth. I'm the firstborn. That's the initial type of like identity and attention that I'm getting. And then who lives with me? At that, at this point, I was an only child before my sister was born. And so it's just my mom, my dad, me. Um, I think a few aunts live in the same apartment or maybe next door. I don't know. But uh, my identity was attached to them. I was their child. I was their girl child called Belen that was speaking Spanish. Well, speaking, learning to speak Spanish and was being raised Catholic. And... It's, it's interesting because the whole language thing for me, um, even though I was born in the United States, I actually didn't learn to speak English until later. Both my parents spoke Spanish. Vienen de México, vienen de Guatemala, entonces me enseñaron en español. They spoke to me in Spanish the whole time. And I ended up having, when I finally did start going to school, which will be the next step, um, I had to actually do ESL, English as a Second Language. The only other English that I was receiving at home was from TV, and even at that, most of it I was watching in Spanish anyway. So that's like a second form of identity. What What is surrounded surrounding you in terms of your family? So the first one is my name, the sex I was born with so at this point I'm a human form um, it's a female human form named Belen uh, that speaks Spanish that's being raised Catholic and at this point is only the firstborn. born yeah, I'm assuming they thought they were going to have more now as I get older you know you start sending your kids to school you have to learn you know, it's required by law it's at a certain age so um, I did have a sister. I do have a sister. Um, her name is Rocio, which you heard in the first episode. And she's two years younger than me. At this point, um, her identity is she's the second born. and But my identity is I'm still the older sister. And now I have, like, another little person to hang out with. But as I ventured into preschool, elementary school, um, middle school, high school, college, all these things, your type of identity begins to change because no you're no longer just uh attachment of your family and a, a continuation of what they're still doing um, but you start getting your own ideas right so i started going to school in element like going to preschool um and then at uh, queen anne in los angeles and so it's 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 really weird to think about the things that that happened when you're a child because as they're happening you don't really think about like how is this going to affect me later on but it actually I started when I was writing this down I was thinking like wow there's so many things that that happened to me as a as a school kid that I didn't realize actually have morphed a lot of my thoughts now so I was in elementary school and I don't think I don't I didn't really accept the idea that I was bullied until recently and my mom always tells me the story about how I actually was bullied because I, I went home crying to her and that that perception of being bullied didn't really like click until like I got older and one of the things I was getting bullied for was because I was brown I was I spent I spent a lot of time in the sun I spent a lot of time outside you know as children should run around like wild goats and so I get a tan you know and 
I was getting bullied for being dark skinned. And I don't understand. I'm like, uh, what? Like, I thought that was normal. We just all get tans. And I understand it. And it was, and I was being told these things by, by other Hispanic Latino children. And I was like, uh, what? Like, I don't understand. And like, at, at that point in my life, I didn't understand. I was also being bullied by, because of my name. You know, my name is Belen. It's very, I was one of, I was one of the only Belens ever until I went, got to high school and I, so I met another Belen. But I was being bullied by my name because the, my, sec, my last name is Amaya. So it was uh, Amaya Papaya. And I don't like papaya. I think it smells funny. So I automatically just became grossed out with my my name that why couldn't I have a better name I went home I remember telling my mom that I wanted to change my name it was it was horrible me being made fun of and she would just say that's your name that's we can change it you know like if you want to change your name when you're 18 that's your choice but at this point in life you cannot change your name and so that that stuck with me the being talked to about with my dark skin um being talked about because of my last name and then also being made fun of because I was supposedly considered the teacher's pet um, and I was a good student I talked a lot for from what I remember in the report cards um, but these are just things that that I remember as a kid that was like okay I now I'm not necessarily being, being judged I guess but now I have a different perspective of who I am I'm this dark skinned funny last name teacher pet kid that talks a lot and it it just kind of stuck and so as I ventured into middle school um, and high school um, that I was still worried about that I was still worried about being too dark and so I try to stay away from the sun now as an adult, I realized that it was not healthy. That was that was not, or and isn't. It isn't right for for kids to feel uncomfortable in their own skin. You know, there's just so many things going on right now, especially uh, with a lot of unjust killings of black people, Latinos, um, and. And so because of their color of their skin, and it's just it just baffled me, baffles me now, baffles me then that I was like, okay, that's that's who we are. That's that's not something I can necessarily peel off. And I actually did. I tried. I tried. Uh, I tried being away from the sun. I tried to lighten my skin. I was like, oh my god, maybe if I put this makeup on, then I'll like be lighter. Um, so that's one of the identities that that shifts who we are. Um, as we start going to school so that to me was like the identities that didn't from our peers like friends or whomever um, another thing that that also de- gives you an idea of identity is your taste in music you know like your your taste in music determines who else likes your type of music too you know like I grew up listening to music in Spanish, obviously, because my parents. Um, once I started going to school, then I started hearing different types of songs, you know. Um, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to stand out. I, I didn't want to be made fun of anymore, so I tried to listen to what everybody else was listening to. Um, and I can definitely say that now I have a very 
broad <laughs> sense of music taste because I, I ventured into so many different like uh, genres. But at the time, before now, um, I was picking and, and choosing different things and identifying with a different type of music at a time. So uh, there was a pop scene, right, when everybody was totally in love with like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, 90 Degrees, all that stuff. Um, that was I was into that for a really long time. And I still really enjoy their music. I can play back that music and still remember all the words. Um, and then it became uncool to like that type of music. So now I have to figure out what else to like. So then I remember in middle school, somebody that I used to sit with in computer class next to, he would play Eminem. And I was like, oh, okay, I like Eminem. So I started listening to Eminem more. And and I really liked it. So now I like Eminem, you know? And it, But I wasn't really allowed to like rap music growing up. It was like, no, you, that's not the type of music that you can listen to. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I felt really weird listening to it, but eventually I did. And I was like, okay, I like this. Um, and then I would make uh, my mom... <laughs> drive us to school listening to Power 106 and she's like what are we listening to and like she was always used to listening to music and radio stations in Spanish on the drive to school and I was like no no this is what we're going to listen to and you know we're, we're going to catch up on all these songs and I didn't know what songs were playing like now I can hear them and be like oh I remember this song from when I was in middle school but at the time I didn't know anything or anyone but that changed and then I remember that in eighth grade I tried so hard to step away from this idea of me being this like super girly girl and liking pop music and all this stuff and I really wanted to um, appear like I was knowledgeable of everything and of course it all had to be because of of a kid that I had a crush on right and so I started liking um, rock music but not like um I think because he started like because he liked like Led Zeppelin and like um, Jimi Hendrix I started listening to that too so now I have pop music in my pocket and then I have Eminem in my pocket some rap music here and there and then now I have some rock music classical rock music and I wanted to steer away from it so much that I remember buying shirts that made me like before goth was a style I would wear shirts that had like little mini studs that made me like oh like like you know hardcore girl or whatever the ones that had all those logos and I wanted to identify as this like this this like girl that you know was not super girly but you know was can kick it kind of thing and it's still kind of funny I think that's one of the funny identities that that morphed um, it, it changed as well over time as I went into high school. Um, actually, I don't remember what I listened to in high school. Probably, I don't know. Probably look back, but um, top 40s probably. Um, and then I went to college and I started liking um, different songs based on my roommate's choices. And, you know, I started liking more softer music. Um I started taking different classes, so I like started liking jazz, um, and and so now it's just like a big blob that that just became my identity. And, and I was thinking about this when I was writing this out. Like, I remember being asked, "Hey, what type of music do you listen to?" And I was like, "Um, uh, anything, yeah, anything." Like, you know, and and 
I didn't realize that you had to just pick one. Like, why can't we? I just like everything. And now I do. You know, now I do. Now I accept that I like everything. I don't have to just pick one and be stuck to one cookie cutter shape. Um, and that that also made me think like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm not loyal to just one specific thing, similar to how I never really grew up with like a loyalty to a sports team, which is another type of identity, which is still part of that third category of like peers and like friends. Um, my dad wasn't really a sports uh, fanatic. He enjoyed watching soccer, football. Um, he would watch baseball, but you know, American football wasn't a thing in our household. Um, and so there wasn't really like a loyalty to a team. So I remember going to high school, um, it was everybody has their team, all the guys or whatever. And I was like, I don't have one. <laughs> you know, like you, you can't say, I mean, I don't know. Like I didn't grow up with anything. The only thing I remember was my dad had a Raiders jacket and it was this really cool vintage Raiders jacket that he still like holds dear to his heart, but not because he likes the Raiders, but because it's a really nice jacket. And, um, so I was like, the Raiders? Um, I don't know. The, I guess. And so I just kind of left it. And um, But I don't like the Raiders. I don't really have a team. Now I am legally obliged, ob- obligated <laughs> to say that I'm a Cowboys fan because of the family that I am now a part of. But that is still a team that I enjoy watching. And I will probably die saying that I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, but like I said, like I'm saying in this part right now, I never really grew up with a loyal base to a team. So there's still like that disclaimer. Um, and then I was thinking about, okay, baseball, my dad liked the Dodgers. And so like, I like the Dodgers. And like, I have hats and I have you know t-shirts and I go to the games. And um, can I say that I'm a true blue Dodger fan? Probably not. I you, I can't talk about statistics. I can't talk about players and trades and all this other craziness. I can talk to you about how much enjoy going to the Dodger Stadium, eating a hot dog, having an occasional beer, maybe even a soda, whatever, some nachos. That is my identity as a fan is I like watching the game, enjoying what's happening. I know what's going on, running around in the bases, hitting the bat, hitting the ball with a bat. Um, <laughs> but, but other than that, do not talk to me about statistics and all that stuff. So even as, even as a sports fan, my identity is very limited. Um, and, it you know, still going on with, with, with peers and, and friends, it's um, growing up in elementary school and middle school and high school, college and all that, like all these different topics come into play. Um, and then another thing that I, that is part of my identity is where my parents are from. And it didn't really make any sense when you're younger because you just kind of grow with it and live with it. Um, but as you start getting going through that phase of, of schooling, then you realize that you do want to connect with with who you are and that is being half Mexican and half Guatemalan. My dad is from Mexico, he's from Oaxaca and my mommy is a Guatemala. So I created this term that I'm a Guatemex, <laughs> you know, and even at that, you know, um, I don't think that I'm a, a 
a good representation of both because I'm still I was still born in the United States. I'm still American. So that's where it just becomes like this blob, which is also a different level, which I'm going to talk about soon. So after you go through college, you know, at this point, I'm a female human formed named Belen that speaks Spanish, is the firstborn, um, is raised Catholic, has dark skin with a funny last name, is a good student, talks a lot, has a different range of music taste, um, is sort of semi-sports fan, and has labeled herself as a Guatemex. That is so far my identity, which is pretty worthy, wordy, right? Um, and... The fourth type of level of identity realization is self-realization. is pretty much unlearning and relearning everything that you've been raised with so far. So so your identity as your initial identity as your name with your family, with your friends and peers and whatnot. Everything that you've at this point have come have come to accept as who you are or morphed into this human blob form um you're either gonna unlearn some of those things or relearn some things that you've lost um and also just learn new things altogether so this it, this made me think about it because about that this self-realization became it's, a, it's just a different level other than your friends and peers from the other two from the other three um because one day um back when i was in I think it was post-college. I was driving back to my apartment, and it was late at night. It was from a party, and I was, I was, I was tired. You know, at this point, I, I wanted to go home, I wanted to sleep, and I'm changing stations to keep myself awake. And I ended up landing on a station that was playing music that was in Spanish. Music that my mom and dad uh, played when I was younger, like Los Caminantes, Los Yonix. And I in- immediately felt safe. I felt safe driving home while I was listening to this music. It wasn't, it wasn't hyper, it wasn't pumping me up to get home. It was just a safe sound, something familiar while I'm driving through this road that's dark, trying to get to my apartment. And that's when I realized I am more than just what I thought I was. That I actually think I'm I'm relearning my family, my my what has been taught to me from initial. So now as an adult, um, which seems totally weird to say that by the way, um, as an adult I enjoy mariachi, banda, marimba, you know, all different type of Spanish genres, you know, like música rock en español, balados, 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 um, you know, reggaeton, you know, bachata, and all these things. And then, of course, I also like, you know, soul music in English too. And so, and I can just switch between my radio stations. If you sit in my car, you'll know that I have like everything. <laughs> you, you can just pick from all the different genres, and you can even tap into my my music services on my phone. And you'll probably probably find all these different genres of music and that that reconnected me to my initial part of me feeling safe I'm I relearned that my initial identity of with my growing up with my family is 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 still a bigger part of me rather than everything that I was morphed into 
while trying to figure out who I am and what I am. Um, so another thing is, like I said earlier, one of the things that I didn't realize as a kid uh, about the the trauma of being bullied, uh, especially being bullied for your, the color of your skin, um, is... I didn't realize how much damage that had done to me subconsciously um, because I I always caught myself staying in the shade, you know, putting on so much sunblock. I I avoided the sun. I I noticed that I would pay attention to, like, the creases in my body, like, when you fold your arm and, like, between your forearm and your humerus. um, Like, there's that little butt crack thing (laughs) that forms at your elbow. If I saw that little gap in my arm to be like dark like super dark I was like oh no no, I have to go back inside I I spent too much time and I was just trying to scrub everything off and like um now I I just go outside I mean I obviously put sunblock on to protect myself from the UV rays um and that's and like I put on aloe if if I do get like a, a burn which is very rare um but if you guys have read um, a poem, now I'm a little bit more accepting of being prieta, como dicen, dark, you know, and it, it's just, it's just, it's just it's something that I had to unlearn, you know, being considered like this dark child, and you know, I, I I remember even being asked, like, oh, my God, where did you get your tan? I was like, um, I didn't get it anywhere. I didn't go to a tanning salon. I just went outside. But it's just my identity. That's that's something that's it's, it's a part of me, you know. So going back to the levels of, of where we are now. So I'm a female human form named Belen Amaya Morales that speaks Spanish, is the firstborn, is raised Catholic, is dark-skinned. Did hated it, but now doesn't. So here we go, changing things. Um, was totally ashamed of my last name because it sounded funny. But actually, now I am very proud of my family's last name. Um, and you know, I still talk a lot. Still a pretty good student. And you know, I did pretty well in, in school. Got a master's and everything. Um, my music takes has changed. And my sports alliances are modified <laughs> with uh, different obligations. Um, that enjoys listening to her family's music still obviously with new music coming in um and like i said doesn't like doesn't worry so much about being dark-skinned and then one of the things that made me realize that how that had affected me was because of how uh we were talking about my daughter savannah she like i said she's a good mixture of like everything like Caribbean Central American Mexican and so when she goes out in the sun she gets bronzed up really quick um but my daughter when she was born she was a little little milk dud just blanquita blanquita just white (laughs) cheeky pink and so obviously spending time in the sun and everything she's just gotten bronzed and bronzed and bronzed you know over, over time and then um I, I've heard these the comment like, oh my god, you're getting so dark, you're getting so dark, telling her, and, and it's just like, I don't want her to feel uncomfortable the way that I did. So I'm just like, mamas, you're just getting, you're getting a lot of sun, let's make sure we put some block on you. So just changing the words, you know, and I don't, I hopefully don't, don't want her to get trauma from that or, you know, feel like she's being bullied because of it, you know, 
but um, that's something that's part of the unlearning and relearning of how to as an adult to talk obviously to kids too and so I don't want her to feel bad either about like where the mixture of of, of countries that she comes from um, which is what I felt too when I was younger I I hated the idea of being Mexican. I hated the idea of being from Guatemala, my parents being from Guatemala. I wanted to be from somewhere else because I thought being Mexican and being from Guatemala is just so basic. Why couldn't it be some, from somewhere more exotic or cooler? And so that's a relearning that I had to do, that I had to... I realized that my identity was very tied to the culture that I grew up with. And so it goes back to trying to reconnect, refigure my identity. Um, so now, obviously, you know, I, I speak more, more Spanish. I mean, I grew up speaking Spanish altogether, but um, read more in Spanish, talk to Savannah in Spanish, um, learn more about where we come from, try to connect with my cousins a little bit more. I know it's probably can do that, do a little better with that. Um, but I love visiting. Um, Mexico and Guatemala, Latin American countries. Yes, I would love to travel all over the world, go to Europe, go to different parts of Asia. But if I really want to know about myself and how to teach about my my kids about where they come from, that I need to go to the places where we are originally from. There's just so much natural beauty, la naturaleza, los colores, la comida. And so... I, I now I'm try, I'm reconnecting with the whole idea. I used to be like, oh, I only traveled to Mexico. I haven't really traveled. But now I've gone to a few different parts of Mexico. You know, I've gone to Quintana Roo. Um, up onto Oaxaca a few times, obviously. We've gone to Jalisco. That's where Juan Carlos's family's from. Um, obviously, we've gone to Baja, California, because, you know, TJ, whatever. Um, but... You know, I, I want to be able to explore. And I know I have a friend um, that I know is listening. Um, she's been a friend of mine since college. Elizabeth, say hi. Um, that she's making it a point to travel to as many Mexican states as possible. And I think that's awesome. And it, and, and it goes back to what your identity is. You know, like... If you want to know about the true story about who we are as a people, then you visit the places that you've, you know, that you, your heritage is growing from. Obviously, every state is different. They have different cultures and traditions. Um, but it's awesome. Uh, and I admire her for doing that. And so I hope to be able to, to have that chance to do that as well. Um, and at this point, too, I visited Guatemala. And I've gone to Guatemala a few times with my mom by myself with the kids recently in December. So it's just relearning that that I am not <laughs> a basic brown human form. I have this vast culture of, of civilizations that have existed for thousands of years before we learned Spanish, right? Um, so as I've gone through it, you know, like... Um, the self-realization also came to me um, when I traveled to New Zealand for study abroad. And remember um, that the kids that I ended up having going into the dorm with, um, the dorm dormitory hall, the, the hall, I guess, um, 
when they were told they were getting another American and then they saw me, they were really confused. They're like, uh, I thought we were getting an American. I'm like, yeah, I am the American. I'm, I'm from California. And they were so confused. Like, oh, we were expecting like blonde, blue eyes, you know, kind of white person. And I was like, no, that's me. You know, there's more people in the United States than just black people. There's brown people too. Black people, there's Asians, there's everybody. There's there's a whole mix of there's Native Americans and there's just a lot of people. It's not just what you see on TV. So they were really confused. And I, that's when I started clinging more to that whole like, I am... I am Mexican. I am Guatemalan. I am from the United States. You know, I speak Spanish. I like this type of music. Um, yes, I have dark skin. So it's just it's just this identity, like this that morphed into this self-realization of like, okay, let me put this all together again. So you know, I talk about my kids a lot, and that's another type of identity that has grown, has been a part of me, is becoming a parent and being part of a family. Um, I'm a mom, and that's my identity as well. So not only am I a female human form called Belena Maya Morales that speaks Spanish, is a firstborn, is a Catholic religion, is dark skin, has a plain last name, but actually is okay with it now, has good grades, um, also is okay with her dark skin, is totally proud of being Mexican Guatemalan. I am a parent now. So all that list of things takes like a halt, like a halt, and now I'm a mom. And so I, I had two kids, um, Currently, I have Savannah, um, and I also have Seba- um, Julian. I did have Sebastian, kind of just slipped in there. So, I I'm a mom to my natural born daughter. I'm also a stepmom because I have a stepchild, um, and I am also a mom that lost a child, and that those three different mom versions of me all live within me and sometimes it's hard to separate them sometimes it's hard to put them together Uh, making sure that I don't confuse the relationships between each one you know for Savannah I am presently here with her she's presently here with me so I have to talk to her and you know and, and make sure she's okay um, so I'm her mom. She knows me as her mom. As And with Julian is I have to be able to step in when he needs me and also step away when when he may not. Um, or And also just be there as a friend, but also make sure that I don't let the friendship boundary go too far and let him go do whatever he wants, you know. So it's just like this weird, like, dichotomy of, like, of, of parenting. And then also during certain parts of the year you know I, I I remember or I feel more the 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 mom that lost a child part you know because Sebastian died when he was nine months old um seven almost seven years ago in 2013 so then it's that becomes part of my identity and so it's just it's just interesting how I have to be able to balance those three to make sure that one doesn't overpower the other. Like, I don't want Julian to feel that I'm only Savannah's mom. I don't want Savannah to feel like that I'm only Julian's mom or that I am ignoring both because I'm dwelling on on the pain of losing my child, but I also don't want to forget 
that I have a child that is in heaven and ignored my other two. So it's just like this 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 identity as a parent that that you start to live outside of your original thoughts of who you are. And you have to realize that you put them all together at this point too. And um obviously with 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 children they come from a place right they come from the the partnering of two adults so the sixth identity that i kind of figured within myself is the um like the adult relationships obviously i have a partner now and we have a blended family we have built a home together uh, we've been together for six years so my identity is not necessarily tied to this uh, to this one man of like I am I am so and so's girlfriend or I am so and so's wife you know I am Belen who is partnered with Juan Carlos that's how I see it right um because no person is belongs to another person, pretty much, and so that identity is is different from be the parent identity. Because then now I have to make sure that my conversations are geared toward building our relationship, to talking about the things that that may suck about talking, or enjoy the things that we enjoy, like food and movies and whatever. Um, so it's just making sure we we blend that in. But also now we have to interact with a whole new world of people. It's no longer friends from school or friends from college um, or friends we grew up with or, you know, not even family so much because now we live together or my family lives in their own place. So now my identity is tied to this new family that I'm building. Um, adult friendships you know which you know at this point in my life i have friends but we don't hang out love you all um wish you could hang out more one we can't because of the coronavirus two we're all busy anyway and probably would cancel because we're tired um but these adult relationships that we have friendships and and everything they morph a lot of our identity as as who we are but it, it also brings together what we've been unlearning and relearning and things that we were initially a part of us so um, as a partner, that's my other identity too. I am, I am partnered with Juan Carlos. That's who my partner is. That's who my life partner is. And um, you know, I sound very obsessive, <laughs> um, but he 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 really does make me feel completely happy. And raising these these wildling kids <laughs> and connecting everything that we've learned together and separately um, has made me feel really really comfortable and I feel at ease like I don't need to tr- pretend to like certain things or I don't need to you know come up with things that I like all of a sudden you know it's just like everything so far at this point is who I am and he's accepted that um, <laughs> one thing that I still cannot get over though is being called señora um, first of all, not a señora, okay? I'm still señorita. <laughs> um, uh, I guess I guess the whole concept of being señora is because you already have kids and you're with a partner. But honestly, I barely remember that I'm in my 30s. I still think that I'm in my 20s. So I'm just like, no, señora is really, uh, it's a really heavy prefix to my name so let's just drop the senora part right now um i'm only 32 <laughs> please don't call me senora um appreciate it thank you for the respect but let's uh, not call me don't call me ma'am 
for Senora. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so then, so then here we go with the 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 different, the bigger identities that are part of us, but um, or part of me, but are, are still kind of weird, I guess. Um, society, society's identity, so society's definition of what your identity is. So where did you grow up? Uh, what what city, what, what neighborhood, uh, what state, what country? Those are labels that are also given to us by somebody else, right? Like I said, when I was in New Zealand, they were like expecting the American, and I wasn't what they expected. So that's like they were confused. They were wondering why I, I wasn't this movie version of the American or whatever um, labels labels that are given to us like oh you're weird oh you're such a nerd uh, or you're such a suck up or teacher's pet like I was called earlier like, younger um, just all these labels derogatory labels um, calling people by their um, by their sexual activities and stuff like that That's those are just labels that are just branded onto people oh that person is a b word that person is an a a hole or whatever and so it's just labels that are given to people um because of their behaviors or their actions and i'm not gonna lie i mean i've done that too i've i've and it usually comes out of a place of anger like oh that person's a bleh um and other other points is your political views you know if you decide that you are republican or democrat like those labels or identities that are part of the larger society become a, a part of who you are but that isn't just who you are you know like but that's still a label that people need to figure out if if you're this or if you're that if, what are your stance on certain topics are you pro-life are you pro-choice do you want deportations do you what do you think about immigration um what do you think about the earth and the environments and what do you think about black lives matter versus all lives matter like all these different things like you it's either like this or that this or that this or that and these are identities that are being pushed on by the bigger society by the macro version of ourselves um because up to this point everything that i've talked about like your family your civilization and everything it's just what's going on through your own head your own little world and you step into the world step out of your house and now it's like you you get bombarded with all these questions of where are you from what political party you belong to what's your opinion on this um oh you're totally like i'm gonna label you this now um what what is your sexual orientation are you straight are you gay are you lesbian are there's there's I actually the other day I learned about the different the LGBTQ um, and more and plus I guess they added a plus now um, I learned a, a lot more of the different type of identities on that and like the different type of flag meanings and I honestly was really confused I was like um I didn't know that these all existed and I don't know the difference I probably need to learn more about them but now these are labels also that are given either self-given labels or self-living identities um but it's how we the self-given labels that allow individuals to to navigate through the social space you know and there's so many options there's some so many things that you can pick from or or choose to identify as and every person decides what they are who they are based on 
all those previous ones that they grew up with, plus what's going on society-wise. And then there's the American identity. You know, um, I can honestly say I am an American. I get the chills when I hear the national anthem. I shed tears when I see fireworks shows for 4th of July. Um, I get very proud of listening to um, f- stories of, of men and women that have served for our country. And I'm, I'm, I'm just proud of all that. But I'm also, but I'm not just American. I am also Mexican. I'm also Guatemalan. I am a human, female human form called Belén Amaya Morales that is the firstborn, speaks Spanish, is Catholic, right? Um, likes music, that different types of music everywhere from here to there, country music too. Um, it has dark skin that used to be ashamed of it, but it now isn't. That it was afraid, ashamed of being Mexican, but now in Guatemala, but now is very proud of it. Um, is now a mom, and I am in a adult relationship that has friends, and I'm also American. And it's just like you you can't just walk through and I for me I can't just walk through and be like oh I'm just one thing I am all these things all these things that have put me together as a as a human on this planet um just just because you know like I said like, uh, being American um just because I am still red white and blue I, I that doesn't mean that I have to ignore everything else before me right um and it's i have had this idea this this novel this this idea that that everything is just so perfect i would love for it to be the way that it was taught in school with this like utopian type of society where oh my god there's there's the words that were written down were are true and you know the words that are written down in the Bible are 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 about love, or the words that are written in the Constitution gives us equal rights. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the way that things are playing out right now, it really seems like it isn't. And so I have this like inner fight, I guess that that makes it seem like, yes, this is bad, this is wrong, we we shouldn't accept this. But also, I I don't want to deny that. T- that patriotism that I have uh, for being American but I don't want to be completely radical um, left or radical right either but I do want to make sure that I'm still proud and excited about about the fireworks I'm still excited about the the national anthem but I still do support those that don't want to stand up for it because it's still their right so it's just like this weird like blob of things and that's still an identity that's actually we have to figure out as a, as a society and that's you know that's just me you know like me as an individual person with all these previous identities walking into this society form and realizing but wait I still like all these good things there's still something that's good even though through all this bad let's look through all this potential goodness of things and maybe it's, it's a naive form of thinking but I want to see the good side the good parts of the through this very very dark phase that we're going through that we're trying to figure out and it's really heavy you know and um 
at the at the end, I still believe in being true to it all, to everything. I'm true to myself. I'm true. I want to be true to my to my human form, my female human form, named Belen, that is the firstborn, that speaks Spanish, that was raised Catholic, that had to learn English, that has dark skin and is not ashamed of it, that has a funny last name and now is super proud of it, that is a good student, that talks a lot continuously, that has changed her taste in music through the times, is a sports fan because she enjoys the food, um, that I am okay with being Mexican and Guatemalan, even though I used to think it was basic, but now I love it, um, that it is a parent that is an adult, an adult relationship that for, with someone that adores me for who I am, um, that has uh, friendships that please don't call me a senora, and also, um, yeah, I'm a, I have liberal tendencies, and maybe that makes me Democrat. I don't know, but I have, I was an identity to the city I was born because I was born in Los Angeles, even though now I live in the Valley, um, and I am straight, and I have a lot of different stance on different topics, and I don't want to discuss that right now because that's just not what I want to talk about, and I'm also American, and that's my identity. We can't just be one. We can't just be one thing, and we have to we have to realize that every person's identity is different. Every person's um, background is different. Every person's walk to in their life has changed them into different people, you know. And and I can honestly say that I hope <laughs> that I have changed in a positive way. You know, I have if I have offended or done dumb things or whatever when I was younger and it wasn't part of this like, oh, magical identity that I have now, then I'm sorry. Um, But it is okay to relearn. It is okay to unlearn different things and relearn things and learn new things altogether, um, different ideas and just every day constantly build yourself to become a better person. And that's my 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 process could be yours maybe it's not that's okay again we don't have to have the same opinions but I like that you listen to them I like that we had this conversation or me talking to you um, but I want to be able to also bring that to my kids that they know that this is a list of things that identify you as who you are right now as a 9 year old this is not going to be you forever you as a 15 year old this is not going to be you forever um, you will change and that's okay you're going to grow and that's okay you don't have to stick to one thing right now you may not like this music later on you may like this music who knows I don't know I just really hope that at the end of it my children are not buttholes <laughs> I want my children to be decent humans that will respect and love and still have a sense for adventure and still cre- connect to all these different identities that has been brought to them like I said from before from their family from their friends from their own self-realizations at some point and I hope that once they get older and as I get older they'll be able to come back and talk to me about it exactly how I said it hopefully or maybe they realize it in that certain way just the way that I realize a lot of things and talk with my parents about it like hey by the way you were totally right (laughs) you were totally right sorry for 
potentially giving you some headaches when I was younger. Um, so yeah, so for your Latina mom guilt trip of the day, <laughs> um, think about some of your, what are the things that build your identity? Other than your name, your last name, you know, like what has shaped your identity as to who you are? You know, think about that. Share with share with me um, in a message. Send me an email. I would love to hear it. Read it. What do you think about this thought process? Obviously, this is not a scholarly document. I didn't create this as a um, as an essay. Um, it's not published anywhere. Um, I don't have any scientific facts. So all of these thoughts that I've just said for the last hour <laughs> um, are my own. And they're my opinions and they're my thoughts. And I'm thankful that you were able to listen to them through, through all of it. Um, but I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Um, so please make sure to subscribe to my podcast. It's What Dichos. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, make sure you leave a review, positive review, five stars, hopefully. Yeah. Um, send me an email. Um my email is hola at whatthechose.com. Check out my website. It's whatthechose.com. Check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as whatthechose. Um, and I would love to connect with all of you. Um, let me know what you think. What are some of your identities? So um, I look forward to more episodes. We're going to be having guests soon. I'm very excited about that. Um, in the meantime, thank you so much and have a good night. Adios.